1: Hi, guys. This is Michael Lombardi. Thank you for listening to the GM Shuffle. We truly appreciate it. Besides this podcast, I also do a live daily show on VEASAN called The Lombardi Line. That's also in podcast form. Search for The Lombardi Line wherever you get your podcast and hit subscribe. We did something on the show I thought you'd like. So here's a clip. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Femi Bebethay, on v the sports betting network.
0: Michael, we've been wondering all offseason long, now that we're in the month of June, which quarterbacks are going to take the next step? Which quarterbacks are light years ahead of where they were this time last year? I already see you chuckling. You're you're ready to go. you're oh, looking man. your chops at this segment here. I know you're ready to go. I have a couple of clients in this segment so so take it oh, easy. Oh, you on. got a bunch of them. I mean, you'll <laughs> you'll just take them all. The you know, the bring me bring me your tired, your weak. Yes. <laughs> I got let's get to some of my clients here in a game that we're going to call light years ahead or falling behind and we'll start with uh my main guy, the guy that I took on first, Justin Field, quarterback of the Chicago Bears entering year number 3. The Bears have now surrounded him with some pieces. He has DJ Moore. They've tried to do some things with the offensive line. I love that. The pieces, the, uh, the line.
1: Yeah, I love that. You mean teammates. I love that. You when, mean in, teammates, when in reality, <laughs> the pieces just ask Trey Lance, how those pieces worked out for him. Oh, he's got the pieces. He's can do this. He can do that. Oh, we are better in the well, offensive line. You, seen the throwing you know, motion but now? then when it breaks down, then when it breaks down, it's going to be the lines fault. it's going to be doesn't really. The receivers didn't really step up and you know, nobody's giving them help. And so we'll just keep moving. It's like that lemon that they put underneath the cup. We'll just keep moving around around, you figure out which, where it is, you know, like, what can we use to blame it? You know, I have no idea if Justin Fields is going to be, I know one thing we are in Buzz Lightyear season. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. where we are. Everybody, I saw it today. CJ Stroud's Lightyear. Where did this come from? You know, to infinity and beyond. I mean, I love it. I love the movie. I watch it with Dominic and all the Leo, everybody, but this is, this is somewhat of a, of a hard thing to cut your grasp around because the NFL is a very fast league and practice to the preseason to the regular season is an increase in terms of speed and volume as you go through. And it's hard to handicap. It's hard to handicap. I've left a lot of summer mini camps with the idea that this guy was going to be a really good player and only to return at the end of preseason, completely disappointed. So what's happening now really doesn't affect one of the players on our list. Sam, Howe, has never played, but one game. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to, I don't know how to Mm -hmm. handle that. And he's got a new offensive coordinator. So how do you judge that outside? The challenge will be Femi is, is your clients. Are they going to play this summer? Are they going to play
0: in the three preseason games? How much live work will these guys get? I think that's a really good question. That's something that I've always kind of has bugged me as the recent wave of, Hey, we don't want to play our guys in the preseason. It's like football players got to play football, man. Like you got to get ready for football. And the only way to do that is to actually play it. And for some of these quarterbacks, you're not good enough to skip the whole preseason. Like you need to get those live reps and see those coverages and see all the different things and get comfortable with the offense. Now, for my guy Justin Fields, at least he's now in year two of this offense with Luke Getz. Three? Or, well, well it's, I mean, yeah, yeah it's year three two. of his career, yeah, three but, of my yeah. career. But you know, year two for Getz, he's going to take that step. You know, those were light years ahead. Uh, but Jordan yes. Love, though, is the one I think is really interesting because he's been in this offense under Matt Lafleur. This is the guy that they drafted to be the successor to Aaron Rodgers, the four-time MVP quarterback. And he's not in the same spot as the other guys. Hasn't quite played as many games as Justin Fields, but he's been in the league longer, and he's kind of started to grow and and mature. It's kind of an old-school situation here of a guy that gets to sit a few years before actually having to go out there and play. Do you think that we could see Jordan Love take that step and ultimately be a productive quarterback for the Packers?
1: Well, the one thing the Packers do should should know is what Jordan Love is good at doing and what he's not. And Mm -hmm. that's a battle that only takes time and it takes experience. I mean, Luke Getze understands in Justin Fields what he's good at doing, what throws he's good at making and what situations he's comfortable in. And I think it's the same thing for Jordan Love. Not sure they know that about Sam Howell yet. I'm not sure they know that about Trey Lance yet, frankly. I'm not sure Kyle Shanahan has that idea nailed down. I do think Pittsburgh understands who Kenny Pickett is, so they can do that. And once you understand what the player's good at doing and what he's good at executing and what fits into his wheelhouse, then you could design an offense around that wheelhouse, around making him look better and improving him, making the game easier for him as the speed of the game continues. But I would say this, if you believe Jordan Love is light years ahead, if you believe he's buzz, then you should bet the Packers to win the North, and you should bet the Packers on the seven and a half total. Because when you you break down the Packers and you take away the main fundamental question is who replaces Rodgers, the team would be a 13-win team typically if Rodgers were on it and they were playing their normal self. They would probably be a 10-win team. They would definitely be the favorite in the East. So if you look at this and say, I love Love, I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to take that Buzz Lightyear step ahead. Then don't just stop with the thought. Go to the window and say, I'm going to take the Packers over 7.5. I'm going to take the Packers to win the North because you're going to get good odds on both those numbers. And so... You have to have some in- – how do you make money in the market or in the drafting bu- or in the, in the betting business? It's the same principles, information, mm-hmm. belief. Yep. Belief and information go together. I believe this player is going to excel, mm-hmm. and because he's going to excel, I'm going to put my money on the team. The Packers are good on defense. They have enough defense. They're the, be- the best defensive team in the North. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's close. They're good in the kicking game with the returner Nixon. I mean, they, they've improved in that area and with Rich Versace coaching them. So they're good there. Their offensive line is somewhat experienced if they get Bakari back, Bakari back. So they've got that. They've got two really good running backs and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They're young at receiver, granted, but this is not a team devoid of talent. This is the most talented team absence the quarterback. The co- the comedy is is people are more than willing, like yourself, to make that bet on Justin Fields. Why? I don't know. I don't know what they've seen other than great running back. But people are willing to make that bet. No
0: one's willing to make it on the Packers. Well, well, let's pump the brakes. I haven't made any bets on Chicago Bears and my guy, Justin Fields. Other than the MVP for Fields. We saw you at the window. We have pictures of it. I, I want to see those photos because that wasn't me. Uh, there was, we have it. There, there was, and this is not the Zabruder <laughs> film. This isn't been – no, this is – we have it. Yeah. Are we going to Charlotte to go play horse or what are we doing? Um, I, I I think the thing with, with – obviously with Fields, people expect him to take another step in that offense.
1: The Packers what point step that you, did he take? What step did he take last year? I mean,
0: answer that question. What step what was in he, the passing was, game did Justin Fields take last year? Was he not better in the second half of the season versus the first half of the season? He got better, did he not? No, no, You don't no, think he got better? He wasn't, he wasn't good at all.
1: He you, wasn't good at all. He threw it on an average 22 times a game. He was not good at all, Femi. If you watch the tape, he couldn't make throws. The Detroit game, he gives them the game with the interception. The guy's a turnover machine. 91 sacks, 29 fumbles. I mean, he's won less games than Davis Mills, who you would be in complete disgust of. Davis Mills' numbers passing are better than Justin Fields'. It's not even close. I, this logic. Well, he's played better in the second. Well, I can't find it. I think he's a horrible thrower.
0: Will he get better? I'll see. I mean, I know you don't love QBR, but the second half of the season, he had one of the top five QBRs in the league. Oh my You, you God. can shake your head, You're but that's hang a fact. On that number. You I can mean, shake your I head, mean, but I've that's a fact. Games.
1: I've have posted this on, I've seen games where the team got killed and the quarterback's QBR is great. Like if you want to hang on that, go ahead. I'm not Watch saying it's everything. Game. I'm not saying it's everything, Watch but the he's, game.
0: But I don't think he's devoid of being able to play. Like like, like you're talking about him like he's like I, I, he should I'll be QB acknowledge too. He's a
1: good running back.
0: Do I'll you, acknowledge he's a good running back. Do you think he should be a starting quarterback in the NFL?
1: I think he should have competition. I think if Caleb Williams was coming out, he wouldn't be the quarterback of the bears. That's how much I think.
0: Well, he's he's not. So he is, (laughs) I mean, we're going to see what he does in 2023. Like I, I'm I'm a believer of Justin Fields. I think that he can take that step. In year three, here. Now that he's in the offense, he's got some talent around him. Like, it's not all just oh, the there talent. It is. I love but, but that. I but love you need talent good players. Him. That was the problem. He had players. no talent
1: last year, but well, his
0: QBR was better, though.
1: Without that talent, his QBR got better. I love him. He's so good. I can't wait. Give him the MVP
0: right now. Says a lot about him that he was productive with no players around him. 168 hours after issuance, see DKNG.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We're trying to figure out who's light years ahead or who may be falling <laughs> behind. And to infinity and beyond we go. And we're going to start off buzz with, light years. Yes, but buzz light years, you know, because this is the time of the offseason in the NFL where everyone's light years ahead. Everyone's picking things up much faster than they did last year. We're all going to make the quantum leap and everything, and everything's going to be all gravy come fall. But sometimes that doesn't really work out that way. But the quarterback that I know our Nessun audience is really curious about is one Mac Jones, who's entering into Mm -hmm. year three. Now, last year, turbulent season there. We had the offensive coordinator situation being what it was. Mac, not necessarily buying it all the way. I think it might be a fair way to put it there, but we'll see what he can do in year three. Do you think that Mac Jones this year can go light years ahead or is he falling behind and what does he need to do to ultimately be the quarterback that New England drafted in the first round a few years ago?
1: If I could whisper in Mac Jones' ear, I would remind him that his strength and the reason he was the 16th pick overall in a draft is because his mind must work really well and fast. And he must take what the defense gives him at all times. You know, everybody talks about how a disastrous season he had last year, which is true. His yards per attempt was significantly lower. However, his interception percentage was exactly the same as it was as a rookie. Mac Jones has no margin for error. He's got to be precise, accurate, and make really good decisions. And he's got to stop thinking about hitting the three-run homer and just take what the defense gives him. Channel your inner Tom Brady. One of the great things about Brady is Brady never tried to force it. Brady was quick-minded. He understood what the defense was doing, and he understood where the receiver was and what he could do with he threw him the football in the right spot in the right location. That's got to be Mac Jones's game. Mac Jones isn't the guy, if we were playing in the playground, he's going to be the first pick. It's just not going to happen. He's not that athletic. However, his mind can offset that lack of athleticism and he's got to use it to his advantage and he's got to take what the defense gives him and not try to live this home run life. Just get to the next play, get to the next play and eventually it'll all come through. I think that's the key for Mac Jones. Everybody wants to focus on Billy O'Brien and Matt Patricia. They, both, both years he had a 2.5% interception
0: percentage. That's got to change. Yeah. Is it just a young quarterback making aggressive plays? Like, what's the mindset behind that? Because you mentioned, hey, just take the layup. If the layup is there, take the layup. You don't have to be the three-point shooter. You don't have to be the home run hitter. If there's a base hit that you can make, just go ahead and do that. Like, is that just a young quarterback just trying to make too much out of nothing? Yeah
1: it's trying to be a trying to be a hero. It's trying to okay, yeah. there's a jump ball situation, let me throw it to him. You know, and and you know, we got to make a play down the field. But when you watch really good quarterbacks, they're very patient. They take it, they throw it, they live for another day. They don't hurt their team. And I think that comes with maturity, and I think he's got to find that and when he gets comfortable in that environment, then he could take off. Look, he's never going to wow anybody with his arm strength. Mhm. What he must do is wow people with his mental capacity, with his decision-making, and his accuracy. Those are the things that got him drafted.
0: He can't lose sight of that. All right, we'll see what Mac Jones can do because I know everyone's pointing to the offensive coordinator there, but maybe also internally with Mac, he's got to get some things sorted out there before he can, once again, find that form that he had his rookie season versus what he did in year number two. The next quarterback I want to ask you about, though, is Trey Lance. These two guys are going to kind of be hip Uh, Tied to the hip of each other, I feel like, for their whole careers. Mac Jones and Trey Lance because of the whole lead-up to that draft back in 2021. Right now, Lance is the quarterback of the 49ers. Not the QB1, but he's on the roster. I'm not sure he's going to be on the roster in September. That's a whole other discussion. But based on what we've been hearing, Michael, it sounds like Trey Lance is doing pretty damn well. I want to read you this quote from the general manager, John Lynch, because I thought this was fascinating. He said, quote, We're extremely high on Trey. The great thing for Trey and for Sam Darnold that we brought in is that with Brock off to the sideline, Brock had his first session throwing the other day and everything's tracking great. But those guys have got the work in the offseason and they're both relishing that opportunity. Really proud of Trey. Trey came back off a broken and dislocated ankle and he's out there, has had a really, really quality offseason. So we still remain very high on Trey. Do you think Trey Lance has a chance to be light years ahead in 2023?
1: Well, look, Trey Lance did not play his senior year in college. He played one game. And since he's entered the National Football League, he's played in eight games. He's only started four. So he's got no real experience when the game goes fast. What we do know about OTA days and offseason is it's not as fast as the games. And I think what Trey Lance has to do is really treat this like his rookie season. You know, stay healthy, understand what I can and can't do in this offense. He's had a great opportunity to watch Brock Purdy execute with precision. The if Mr. Irrelevant, you know, comes in and runs this offense better than the guy that they gave up two number ones for. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a humbling thing. Yeah. And you could say, well, he could have done it. No, he couldn't. You know, he started four games last in his career and he's never looked anywhere close to what Brock Purdy looked like. Decision-making accuracy. I think for Trey Lance to take a step forward. Without John Lynch recommending it, it's got to be improve accuracy, improve decision making, and gain experience. That's going to be critical.
0: I think that gaining experience part's really critical. And maybe it doesn't happen in San Francisco because Brock Purdy's the leader in the clubhouse for that job. And if all things are equal, Brock Purdy's probably going to be the QB1 for the 49ers. I miss this is a scenario where he probably has to go somewhere else if he wants to get those reps there because I don't see them coming in the Bay Area. Well, that's the problem,
1: right? You know, Football for any NFL head coach is a mathematical problem because you only have so, many time, so much time and you only have so many reps. And so Trey Lance needs all the reps. He cannot be in a three-way quarterback battle mm-hmm. because he's getting one-third of the reps when he needs all the reps. Remember, this is a kid who did not play much in college. You know, he had an opportunity to go to the University of Minnesota to play another position. He wanted to play quarterback. And so he played quarterback, but then he didn't play his senior year. So he's he's from a smaller school with which was a running offense, which is now in a passing offense in the NFL. And he's got to find his way. And it's a challenge. And there's a spotlight on him. Right. Because they gave up so much for him yeah. and they've invested so much into him that there's this giant spotlight. The pressure is on him. And so what he has to do is release it and forget about competing for the starting job, is really compete for getting himself better. He's the guy he's competing with, not the starting job. And I think that's got to come through reps. The problem is he doesn't get a lot
0: of reps in that offense. Yeah, it's a tricky situation out there in San Francisco. And maybe all the hype that we're seeing from John Lynch talking about him is to kind of build up some sort of a trade market to be able to get something for Trey Lance there. Kenny Pickett, though, is an interesting one. The Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, it feels like not – A whole lot of people are talking about the Steelers as a whole, but especially Kenny Pickett going from year one to year two. I thought he showed some flashes. There was some decision making stuff that I wasn't thrilled with. But I thought overall, I thought Pickett had a pretty solid rookie season. What do you think Pickett can improve on to get light years ahead of where he was in year one?
1: Well, I think his accuracy in decision-making and decision-making in clutch times, you watch the Jet game when in the fourth quarter, when he was just starting out, he made some really bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, threw the ball in areas he shouldn't have. I and that's going to take time, and that's just going to take more comfort within the offense. You know, he's got to be prepared. I mean, he only threw seven touchdown passes, nine interceptions, Right. So he's got to cut that back. He's got to handle that. So if I'm talking to Kenny Pickett, I'm talking about the same thing I'm talking to Mac Jones. You're not an elite skill player. You don't have a powerful arm. You're just not going to dazzle people with your athleticism. Your mind and your experience from all the starts in college at Pitt have to transcend itself into this offense into the second year. And you've got some really good receivers, whether it's George Pickett, Johnson, you know, and now you've got Allen Robinson and you've got. You know, Nigel Harris in the back. You've got some weapons here. This is not a team devoid of offensive skill. So let them do the work for you. You know, be Brock Purdy-ish. You know, take what they give you. Be accurate with the football. And don't play outside your element. You don't have to carry the team. You have to lead the team. That's really important, and I think he's capable of doing that. Look, when they drafted Pickett, the 20th pick overall in the draft, they, were, they knew he's never going to be a top-five player in the league, mm-hmm. but they feel like he can help them win. He can help them win games, and he can help them become a better team with three elements because Tomlin is a head coach, offense, defense, and the kicking game. So that's, he's got to understand his role. His role isn't to be a hero.
0: His role is to execute the offense. Yeah, it feels like he's sort of flying under the radar. Another quarterback that's flying under the radar is in our nation's capital. Sam Howell only started one game as a rookie. It was the Week 18 game against Dallas. I thought he fared pretty well against a pretty good defense there. Now he's in a new offense. Eric Biennemi there. How can he become light years ahead?
1: Well, I think he's got to take it slowly and he's got to get comfortable within the offense, right? So, you know, look, he's got to rely on his college experience more than that one game. That one game was against a team that, you know, didn't matter. He threw an interception. You know, it it really wasn't like he was, you know, playing that against a team that was desperate to win. I Mm -hmm. think this is about... Take the off, understand the offense to West Coast. Again, he has some skill players that are really good. And I think if he can get back to where his North Carolina days were, because one thing about Sam Howell now, you know, he's got a lot of experience in playing the position. He started a lot of games. I think he started like 33 games in college that he's got to rely on that and basically try to slow the game down for him. I think if they got a running back, it would really help them. If they got Dalvin Cook, I think it would help Sam Howell. Dalvin Cook is on the market, so we'll see what happens there.